Houston, Houston Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some normalistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac 1-1 and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Money's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our special Halloween edition. It's going to be all about The Exorcist, the movie, the original movie, all the other movies in between, the latest movie. We're going to have some reviews on it, and then coming up in our second hour, we're going to have an actual exorcist tell us how it's done. Okay? So, our special Halloween edition, but nothing would be complete, especially Halloween, if he wasn't here. So, girls, sit down, get your fan, get your misters, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, your squeegee, and your loo, because very famous one one is here. Horny. Hey, baby. Hey, girls. Welcome to the Halloween special. Matt, good to see you. Can't wait to kick this show off in high gear and mm-hmm. crush some jack-o'-lanterns in the process. You have a very cool um, background. Oh. Thank you. Uh, do you want yeah, to describe like a, it? I like a scary jack-o'-lanterns, but not too scary. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Uh, uh, every house. Happy jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> how's everything over there across the puddle? Uh, they're getting ready for Halloween over here too. Oh, they have Halloween big in the, in, uh... big in the UK. Yeah, people dressed up as Roman soldiers and you know, Vikings, <laughs> and you know, reenacting uh, you know the old traditional ways. You know, right. Do they go trick or treating and stuff? Do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh-huh. we got a lot of kids. We got a lot of kids last year. Yeah. Oh wow. Huh? Well, uh, okay. Moving on. No cocoa tonight. Out saving this crazy planet. But uh, national correspondent Switchblade Steve Ward is here down there in, uh, you know, West Virginia. Flapjack, I want to say, Switchy. Yes, uh, reporting from Flapjack, West Virginia. Great mm. to be here. Okay. How's everything with you? Beyond wonderful. Now, listen, you know, I don't jump on this bandwagon that Switchy, you know, wears a rug. But tonight you look like you're wearing a rug or that you dyed your hair or you've done something to your to your, to your your buzz, as the kids say. I, 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 I accidentally tripped into a vat of Grecian formula. You did? Not really. <laughs> okay, it's, just, right. it's just the lighting. That explains. Okay, I understand. Well, not saying it looks bad. It just looks different. That's all. Why was it Grecian? Speaking of different, in the studio with us tonight is UFO Mechanic. <laughs> Al Ronaldo. Al. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Que pasa? How are the bees? Hey, Al. Uh, bees, I got stung the other day. Did you really? Yeah. They're finally for, turning on you? First time in two years I got whacked by one of my own bees. Uh-huh. Okay. And, um, wow. Yeah, it was got me on the finger. when I, I went out, I've been feeding them sugar water. Yes. 
And uh, I go out usually at like near six in the morning when it's dark out, yes. grab the bottles off and uh, bring them in the house, refill them, put them back out. Well, I grabbed one of the bottles and there was a bee on the bottle. Yep. And he let me have it. So, in the bottle, huh? Yeah, so. Did you kill him? Uh, well, it, you know, the funny part is uh, it didn't lose its stinger in me. Wow. So it didn't Ooh. immediately die. It so lives to well, it lives, another day. Yeah. 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 It'll get me again, I'm sure. Uh, so, wow, interesting. <laughs> and, uh, okay, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club. He came in masked, but now it's the real WC. Willie, how you doing? Wow, look at that. That's good enough to rob a bank with, didn't it? He has a skeleton. <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. You know, Mac, this is this is my holiday, and I just I've always loved uh, mm-hmm. the goblins and the goats, and uh, so it's 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 a pretty big time around here. Yeah, I love Halloween. So they have a the Halloween show. I mean, it takes me a while to get ready for it, a couple of weeks, but <laughs> now I'm in the mood, and particularly after looking at Switch. <laughs> wow, you know, this is really his time. He can blend right in with those ghosts and goblins with that, whatever you call it, he's got in his head. But Wow, wow. No, I'm trying to be nice. You are trying to be nice, I understand. <laughs> it comes right through. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you can tell you're trying. Um, <laughs> but in a holiday like this, you know, it's it's tough. you got to, you know, just say what you Speaking do. Speaking of being nice, someone who's always nice up there in Sideways New York, our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thank you for having me. Happy Halloween, my favorite Hi, holiday ever. It's, Hi, one one. <laughs> what do you give to the kids for Halloween? What's your favorite uh, bag of stuff? I usually we we live in like a really um, like really really heavily populated area, so I usually buy like a couple like I'll get like three big bags from like Sam's Club, and mm-hmm. I'll just get like one that's like um, a mixture of chocolate, one that's a mixture of like the the fruity stuff. Yes. And then I'll throw like a wild card in there that has some stuff that I like, so then I can dip into that. Wow! Um, and I'll do like a little mixture of both. But I'm actually going to be out of town on Halloween this year, so oh, no. I'm not giving anything out because I'm not going to be here. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. You don't leave a big bowl at your door with all the candy. What about Mr. Raven? He's not well, going to. He's going to be with me. Okay, so. um, oh. And we haven't even been able to decorate our our yard. Because of a whole other issue that's happening with the plumbing that was an issue a few yeah. weeks ago. Oh, the so the plumbing. front yard is like a disaster. Oh, and no. Nothing is decor. It's just like a huge like catastrophe yes. this year. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of bummed, but it is what it is. Oh, man. Yeah. I know someone. I've told the story on the show before. He, he, he real quick, he had appendix, his appendix taken out. And he, the doctor said, go get a five-gallon drum of bran and put bran in your orange juice every day to kind of keep. The plumbing working. So it finally happened. He didn't have to do the brand anymore. So his wife, instead of just throwing out the whole five-gallon bucket of brand, she wanted to save the plastic case, the, the jug. So she poured the brand down the kitchen sink. <laughs> and as soon as that got wet, it turned to concrete. And he had, he had to pay for it from the sink out to his street. Okay. Oh it was, yeah. So it wasn't pleasant. So yeah. sorry, Raven. Yeah, right. Everything is like all in the front lawn because we have to get a stump removed. Oh. So, and that's where I put all of my my decorations. And the tree that we had to cut down was part of the decorations. Oh, so Jesus. I'm like, this whole year has been like so thrown off because of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, now I can kind of like redefine my decorations for next year. So it's okay. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. It's good to look ahead. Uh, exactly. Speaking of looking ahead, oh. Uh, up, down, and sideways. 
Special guest with us tonight is uh, the Black Eyed Kid is here. Kid, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Is I'm so glad to be here on Halloween. It's got to be your favorite holiday, right? Oh, my God, I let it all out. <laughs> okay. I, I, I know what he's dressed as. <clears throat> His mask. You know what that is, don't you? Uh, let's see. Yes. The green the arrow. Brightest day no. in the blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let yes. those who worship evil's might beware my power. Grant oh, green lantern's see. light. That's green. Yes. Oh, I thought. He's uh, Dracula, right? No, no. He's, um, <laughs> I thought he was a ninja turtle. Green arrow. I no. like it. A ninja turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting He's is. He's going to zap uh, you with his power ring if you're not careful. The Black Eyed Kid has some friends over tonight. They're having a Halloween party, so we're going to hopefully talk to some of his um, some of his invitees tonight. Is that true, kid? You better believe it. You better believe it. And these characters that, that you invite to your neck of the woods, um, they have to be very unstable. Yes. What's your point? <laughs> Just to go to your house. Well, <laughs> yes. Going to expect Where else? We're not here voluntarily, that's for sure. Well, listen. Okay, there it is. Um, we, um, you know, staying with the Halloween theme, we have uh, a top 10 list tonight. Club, if you want to put the mask back on and if it has earplugs, feel free. Um, Raven, you, just do that. you have the uh, top 10. I have top 10 reasons why Juan Juan is not in the new Exorcist film. <laughs> top 10 reasons why. Juan Juan is not in the new Exorcist film. Exorcist, yeah, I, the believer. I fired my agent because of that. Well, that's I, I didn't even realize you were, you know, auditioning. Up front, well, he tries to keep these things secret. Uh, so, please, start the music. I, I hear he auditioned as the vomit, but I... I oh, <laughs> wow. Switchy. Oh. Hmm. Okay. It's I, tough I, being I, green, right? Something Club would have said. I, I already see a Juan uh, Juan no, Club Alliance. class than that. Against us. <laughs> switch. Okay, why don't we stop the music right. here? And these are the top 10 reasons why Juan Juan is not in the new Exorcist movie. Please, Raven, number 10. Number 10. He thought at first it was an exercise film. And, you know, what's the point? Go ahead. Everybody knew I like to exercise <laughs> naked. So, oh. you know, that was. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Number nine. It's a different movie. It's the Sexist. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's ah. ex exercise. So it's just an X. Number nine, please, right? Number nine. Uh, he was too busy sacrificing Winston the Hedgehog to the sun god. Oh, oh no. he would never ever do oh, that. Come on. I wish Those I get Winston right now. Put him on the camera. He's so cute. Is he really? Yeah. You gotta try to get pictures of him. I'm sure he'd love it. Uh, number eight, please, right? Number eight. Keith and Mick advised him against it. That one I would actually believe out of all of these. That's probably the most real one. Well, no, as a matter of fact, uh, Keith Richards is at the kids' party. Hey, yeah, yeah Keith. You want me to put him on? Yeah, put him on, please. Uh, tell us the advice that he gave uh, one one. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, Keith. What is it? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Well, there, it's doing the exorcist, and we went over in the thing. See? All the times it's a voting movie and then the order. Great. Back over there. You know what I'm saying? Great advice, man. Great advice. Let's give <laughs> Keith. Can we please? <laughs> Keith loves the applause. How do we turn on the closed caption? Keith Richards. <laughs> next, next, please, Raven. Top 10 reasons why. Okay. One, one won't be in the next um, exercise. As several of his past girlfriends vomited green pea soup on a regular basis, he didn't think. 
he had the spontaneity to really nail the part. Okay. <laughs> Maybe read that yeah, one one more time. My agent knew that that was a fetish of my part. He's coming up. Really no. Read that yeah. one more time, yeah. Rev, please. One more time. Uh, as several of his best girlfriends vomited green pea soup on a regular basis, he didn't think he had the spontaneity to really nail the part. Okay. Maybe the first time was better. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They're looking into uh, Wanwan's life. Next, please. Right. Number six. <clears throat> he was already in rehearsals for his new one man play, I Am Wanwan, Hear Me Roar. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's been working yeah. on it for a while. It's the nude version. Next, please. Right. Number five. Um, he told his agent, unless Lee James is going full Boco Coco in it, it's a hard <laughs> you. <laughs> Wait wow. a minute. What was her, what was her name? Lily James. Lily James. Okay. Did I, I say it wrong? Leslie James. Lily James? Nope. You're right. All right. Right. I thought it was Leslie. Right. I thought I heard Leslie. Okay. Lily James. Yes. I miss her so. I really, really do. Okay. She used to be a family out. show. Yeah, well. Yeah. That ship sailed. <laughs> nice, please, right? Um, number four. He heard the black-eyed kid auditioned for the same part, and he sure didn't want to piss him off. Right. That's right. I don't need CGI. I'm naturally gross. <laughs> and all special <laughs> effects are needed. Nice, please, right? Number three. He'd already accepted a role in the new movie. Who put the icky in Prince Andrew's sticky? Oh no! <laughs> Who put the icky in Prince Andrew's sticky? <laughs> this one's a real uh, head scratcher because the name is in the title. There you go. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> uh, next, please, Raven. <laughs> Number wow. two. How? Nope. Number two. No matter how hard he tries. He just couldn't get his head to rotate 360 degrees. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he had experts all around the world helping him. 280 was the limit. Just I couldn't do it. 180 is about as far as I can go. The chiropractor said no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think we're down to number one reason why Wan Wan won't be in the next Exorcist movie. Right. Number one, those cheap pricks in Universal wouldn't pay his affair. Airfare. Oh. oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Calling <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Freud. <laughs> wouldn't pay for his affair. What the? Put the tape. We're good. Right? Go. Right. Wow. Why don't, after that, now we're all in a flutter. Why don't we take a very quick uh, commercial break here and regroup, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrex Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. There's our special Halloween special. Please stay tuned. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey, 
a valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Militrack Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is our special Halloween special. Tonight we're talking about the movie The Exorcist, the new one and the original one and all a bunch of them in between. But first, let me introduce the members of uh, the Palasi Girls, CCA, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mac. Over there in everybody England. Everybody on the show, thanks for watching, and it's gl- I'm glad to be here, really. Looking forward to this. Do you have an American flag? Do you put an American flag like in the window of your house? Uh, well, you know, they celebrate the July 4th here, you know, oh, I see. Independence okay. Day here. So they know it's... <laughs> the expats. Yeah, yeah they, they do. They, they legit. Why would they, uh, yeah. Why would so, they yeah, celebrate they, it over uh, there? They just uh, get rid American of us? flag uh, plastic bunting around the windows and the door. Hmm. Uh, also, um, speaking of the 4th of July, no cocoa tonight, but our security chief... No, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Our national correspondent, forgetting about the totem pole here, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is with us. Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Okay. He sent me a picture of his uh, brunch, as they call it, down in West Virginia. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. Our security chief is here, Willie Club, scaring the hell out of us with his mask earlier. Well, happy Halloween, all. Save to you. I'm a little disappointed that I haven't moved up the ranks here. No, no, don't worry. You know, with Switch, you know, particularly, I don't want to push this, but when he fell asleep during the show Aww. two weeks ago, and he's still above me in the rankings, and wow, it's, it's just unbelievable. I, this I, is getting dangerous. Like it, but I, I have to put up with it. They're going to start lobbing missiles at each other. I make at least 30% more than you do. Oh, 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 here we go. Now, here we go. Yeah, yeah we got to cut that out. Steve, oh, anyway. go for it, Steve. Don't. But I don't do the things you do, so. Uh, you know, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> no, it's all about the, the babes. Anyway, all, all the, all the uh, uh, letters yeah, well. and email I get, and that's what, that gets my, my value, goes up more. Huh. Yeah, I saw the last one that you were with. She looked like she could hit with an ugly No, one. no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. <No>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow. Trick or treat. Uh, also with us is UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo in the studio. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm going to bring a uh, striped shirt next time oh, I come well. in and do the show because you definitely need a referee here. Oh, I thought you meant like a prisoner. Okay. No, up and down striped okay, shirt. Okay, okay, okay. you know, I get the mix. We, we need a we need a referee. <laughs> okay, right. you know, we got a whistle and we get pay for throw view. the flag. Pay for view. That uh, would be long. He'd be kissing the pavement and wow, <laughs> wow, huh? Kissing yeah. something. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> man, what the, what is going on? Also with us is our favorite good witch up there, Savage Young Raven. His resident Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. What's new with you? Other than you give out a lot of candy at Halloween, but this year the kids are going to uh, be disappointed because you're not going to be in town. Yeah, so it. It kind of works out that I can't decorate my front lawn because at least uh, there won't be an expectation. Oh, I see. Um, 
Oh, it just so happens it's the only day that we're going to be available to to do this trip that we're taking. Yes, so yes. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of whatever. But, you okay. can still do mail order. Yeah. I could no, do mail order. I could. Put, I could send like um like a little loose leaf around and just be like, hey, put your name and your address. Yeah, we'll send you the candy. And yeah. How many how many kids you have, and then send it back to me, and then I'll send you the candy. Mm. Um, but I do want your opinion on something because I'm going to a little Halloween event. Yes. Um, oh in a few in a few days. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm debating: Should I be Church from Pet Cemetery, or should I be Chris from The Exorcist? Because Chris has all these like really dramatic house coats, and like that's what I want to be when I grow up. So if I just start my collection now, yes, and use it as a Halloween costume in like ten years when I'm in my fifties, I will, you know, obviously have everything that I need ready to go. Okay. First of all, the the Chris I did I just realized it today. The, the the character in the Exorcist, the original movie, it's Ellen Burstyn, but her name is Chris. Is that right? Yeah. What's the last name? Like McNeil or Mc 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 something? Isn't Chris a uh, a guy's name? No. No. Okay. Good to know. Uh, also, listen, we have a uh, special guest with us. He's having a rip roaring party at his house. The black eyed kid. Kid. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What's going on? I'm so happy. This is my favorite time of year. Yeah, yeah. Us too. So you get a crowd over there, huh? Oh, yeah. I get a crowd. Is that Christopher Walken? I'm not willing. Call him over there. He's getting a beer out of your fridge. Christopher Walken. Okay. Hey. Chris. Hey. His name is Chris. Hi. Wow. <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. This is fantastic. Is it? I'm so glad to be here. This is wow. <laughs> okay. Really, kind of spooked with this whole show. Yeah, really. Yeah, this, if we're sp- I gotta go back and do my keg stand. Uh, I think it needs more cowbell. Yes. Okay. A little cowbell. <laughs> if we're scaring you, it must be really bad. <clears throat> Can you imagine doing a keg stand with Christopher Walken? Imagine that. That'd be yeah. So cool. Yep. Oh, I'm so jealous of the Black Eyed Kid tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His first movie. What was it, Chris? Christopher Walken. What was your first movie? Dead Zone. No. Uh, my first one, the scary dead zone. The first time you appeared zone, in a film. The first time you appeared in a film. Zone. No. Okay. A- deer hunter? Annie Hall. Annie Hall. Oh, Annie Hall. Oh, okay. I'm so confused. I'm getting a little older. She goes up. Yeah, he, he was in that. He was Dwayne, yeah. right? The brother. Yeah, Dwayne, the brother, and and she's he's Annie's brother, and he's going to drive them back to the airport, and then Woody, her and Woody Allen, and right before they leave, he goes. In his voice, he goes, sometimes I just look out at the road and I think, what will happen if I just go head on into those headlights? And then the next Dude, scene is, is him driving. Yes, as, as an artist, you would understand this. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, I mean, I'm due back on planet Earth now. Yeah, yeah, really far. Yeah, yeah. Woody Allen is like, you know, shitting kittens in the front seat. Anyway. I wasn't in the script. I was just having a bad day. Really? Yeah, that I, <laughs> that I believe, too. Um, so, Wow. We're gonna go. Uh, oh, wood, wood man. Thank you, Chris. We're gonna go back to Switchy because um, we have to uh, check in with him and his culinary habits. I uh, said he sent me a picture today. It said brunch. It looked like about six pounds of Mexican food. Probably cost about three bucks. Um, so uh, where were you there, uh, Switch? I was at Rio Bravo Two, which is on uh, Main Street in beautiful downtown Point Pleasant, which is an authentic Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had yes. I had a, a Pepsi. Yeah, they serve you the I guess they're the tortilla chips with the the sauce. Oh you get yeah, a whole big plate of those. 
And then I ordered the Speedy Gonzalez, which consisted of a taco and an enchilada. It's an ironic name for a Mexican dish. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's for later. Oh, that's for later. Yeah, okay. I understand now. Wow, okay. It was about 11 o'clock, so I guess that was... uh, How much was that? Was that about four bucks, four or five bucks? uh, No, it was around 10 bucks. Really? Okay. Did you portions? Did they tip you? ripped off. Oh, Did you tip? I'll let those uh, people south of the border know, and I'll give them your address. There you go. Did you tip? Absolutely. Uh, ten, on ten bucks, what? Two bucks? Five bucks. Five, Five bucks? Oh, oh Five. man. Good man. Switch. You've learned from us well. Uh, That's like that in Farmer's Kitchen. Yeah, remember those days? I do. Oof. So tonight, <laughs> oof. tonight we're talking Jeez. about The Exorcist, the movie The Exorcist. There's... um. It's been now. It came out in 1973, man, a long time ago, and uh, now a new one has come out this year. And just you know, browsing around, I just came up with these you know, fun facts about. It. I mean, it's one of those things that I guess you know people every generation kind of likes to see it, right? Because it's 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 still around. They're making sequels and so on. So it's like it's one of those things. Like, um, yeah, there were a lot of horror movies back then. Like Rosemary's Baby was like one of them. There's more than a few, but this one is the one that kind of stuck, and I think we talked about it before. It's because it really was like the advent of that new kind of horror special effects. Yeah, you know, before it, yeah, you, know, you didn't have you know the head twirling and the uh, green pea puking, you know. Um, and it's just a horror, you know, it's a it's a horrible movie because it's a horror movie. So and it was um, in your face too. It wasn't like very in your face, like a lot of like Hitchcock movies. Were. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, it's in your face. Filled in the blanks with your own mind, Hmm. which was a lot of fun, too. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I I never saw it. Not knocking that. I never saw it. I I prefer films like uh, The Haunting more. I mean, The the Haunting uh, 1961 version Mm -hmm. was so skillfully done. There's maybe one special effect in the whole thing, but it's creepy as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The atmosphere, if you watch that thing alone at night, it, it will get to you. Yes. And whereas The Exorcist, a skillfully done film, but it's just blatant and in your face. Comes in, yeah. Like, said, yeah. And, and, and that, was a, that was different. You know, like before, even in like cheap grade B movies, you know, you wouldn't really have, you know, you know they, would be, be, they wouldn't be as explicit, you know. And, and it's in the writing, too, is also really good. If you don't need special effects and you do it all by writing, then you're really doing a good job. But anyway, so this turned the corner on it. And, um, so there's. I was going to ask before, but now I guess everyone knows how many how many Exorcist movies there are. Hey, uh, what five or six? Yeah, there's six of them. Six of them. Too yeah. many. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. I mean, come on. So I came what's, upon this what's the uh, sixth one. When when did that one come out? Well, here's the one. So I'm going to rank them and 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 how good or how bad they are. Okay, and this is just off the internet. So the one that everyone agrees on is the best one is the original Exorcist, you know. Sure. It's directed by uh, uh, William Freakin, who was a back then really big director. Um, and it just kind of hits all the marks of that 70s uh, horror movie, like we were saying. You know, it gave it birth to Martin's horror movie special effects. Um, it was made for $12 million. So this is 73. So I'm just going to say that's, I don't know, $50 million today. Maybe a little like more. Not a lot of money. Club, you're the expert. Would you say about fifty, sixty million dollars now? Oh, I would think at least that. Yeah, yeah. twelve million. How, how much was it? Twelve million in seventy three. You know. So anyway, uh, it's made a, it's made a half a billion dollars to date worldwide. It's a very and that's very high for a horror film. You know, 
And once again, it's, stick, it's sticking around. It, it has longevity. Um, Mac, didn't it kick off the career of Mike Oldfield, who did two real bells? Well, that yeah, I was going to get to that. The the the. Oh, sorry. No, it's one of these um, movies that is like tied into the theme song. Now that album, yeah. we used to listen to that album like a year and a half before it came out. You know, I mean, the, right. before the movie came out, the album came out at least a year and a half before the movie. It got tagged up with the movie, and before that, it was just kind of you know progressive rock song. But now. You hear that music, man. It's it, it's the Exorcist, and um, yeah, Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. Mike Oldfield, right? And uh, if you listen, you're right. It came out beforehand. If you listen to the, the whole segment, it's about twenty minutes. Some right. of it kind of goes off into where it's not really creepy or scary, right? Yeah, you know, yep. it's very very gets very lighthearted. So the the part that they used in the Exorcist was the really cool part. Yep. And you see, I think you see you're in Georgetown, you see the the nuns walking on the street with their habits blowing behind them. Mm. And you know, you're kind of it's kind of a build up to what is uh what is coming. Gonna happen, yeah. We'll probably play some of the music sometime uh during uh, tonight's episode. I give you a fun episode. fact about the tune though, just just to interject. Go ahead. That uh he played a he played a concert for uh Queen Elizabeth on June 25th, 1973. Mm. Really? And in the band was Mick Taylor. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, out of the Rolling Stones. Um, yeah. well, here's, here's the funny thing about uh, him is that um, he recorded it at a place that was at the time owned by a little known on top for North called Richard Branson. And uh, because of the success that they got of that song coming out of that studio, it became a really big studio. And that was like the first of Richard Branson's, you know, several fortunes. So he owes a lot to that song and to Mike Oldfield. The thing about Mike Oldfield is, I don't know if you've ever seen an interview with him, but he's out there, man. He is yes. out there. Yeah. He's never coming back. I mean, the interview I saw with him, he was he was all shades of like um uh, uh almost paranoid to the point because he he said that he was such a celebrity, you know, people wouldn't leave him alone and stuff, and then he's had all kinds of um substance abuse problems and stuff like that. And that's really the only thing he's ever done, but that's a huge, huge song, and you, and you link it to a huge, huge movie. Someone's making huge, huge money. Anyway, so everyone agrees that the original Exorcist is the best one. And you know, it came out the day after Christmas in 1973. How about that? How about that for marketing? Jeez. Okay, now I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, everyone, the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the 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 fifth worst or uh, the second best. Uh, is one called the uh, Exorcist Three, okay, and came out in 1990. And the strange thing about this is that it was written and directed by the original author William Peter William Peter William Peter Blatty. Now, there's a saying that they go around uh, that goes around Hollywood. I heard it in the film school one one. It says directors can write, but writers can't direct. And <laughs> and I guess that's the way it is. It it's only yeah. not that bad, is how they put it. Uh, only because there's there's four others that are really worse. Uh, the fourth worst one is this one that just came out. Hopefully, we'll get a uh, review on it later on in the show. New movie is getting like really nasty reviews, and it's it's the first of three sequels, a uh, three a uh, three movie uh, arc, as they say. So there's going to be two more. One of the reviews of it. Get ready for this. They said, I'd rather be possessed myself than to watch that movie again. <laughs> Jesus. Boom. <laughs> What's the title of it, Mac? It's called The uh, the Exorcist Believer. Uh, the Believer? Uh, okay. 
Is Linda Blair in that? No, no, she's. Oh. I don't know if she's even still around. Too. No, she's around. She is. She does animal rescue. Actually, she's very big into rescuing. Oh, she put her um, money in the bank. All sorts of animals. I love her so much. She was doing soft core. We're friends. Okay, she was doing soft core porn about five years after this. Mar- for her. Married to Rick James, too. And that must be a whole other thing. Okay, so the third one. I worst. on the mo- Internet Movie Database. It says she's in it. So is Ellen Burstyn. Oh, remember, she has a uh, yeah surprise I, appearance. Could be. That was the second yeah. movie, wasn't it? No, no. The second movie we're coming up to. That right, was the third I, movie. But she, they both reprised they're the role really? in one movie. Well, yeah, that's it. I don't think it's this one. Uh, so the third worst is one that came out in 2005, and it's called Dominion. Exorcist Dominion. And... All you have to do is read like the tagline to it. It was a prequel to. It was a, no, hang on. It, it's called Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist. It was a sequel to the prequel of the first reboot. Okay, and as soon as you, when you get that kind of alphabet soup going, you know it's going to go bad. Okay, now the strange thing is directed by uh, Paul Schrader, who directed Raging Bull. He was a big time director at the time. They must have thrown a lot of money on a total bomb. Right, the, so there's yeah. an interesting the, tidbit about that. Go ahead. Um, they shelved Dominion and hired another director to mm-hmm. film it again. And there are two versions out there, and I watched both of them for homework, and it was just unreal how different they had the same actors but almost playing different styles, parts. Really? Took stuff out, added stuff in. And I think it's the only time that I'm aware of that a studio greenlit their movie again, and they came out like... Separately, it was just wild. So I just thought I'd add that. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. It must be um, either of them good. Uh, let's just say the Dominion one is a little more uh, cheesy eighties oh, yeah. ending, and then they just amped up the action in the uh, in the Exorcist. Uh, I think they called it the beginning for yeah, the yeah. other one. And yeah, I don't know. They both had their ups and they both had their major downs. <laughs> right, right. By the way, this is. We should just leave. How should I sell it? And, yeah. Whose house are you at right now? I'm at the black guy kid's house. Okay. He just let me pop on while uh, he's doing something in the other room with Chris Walken. I don't even want to look. Hang on. He's sharpening knives back oh, there. Oh, is it that like white line? We should just say this is Phil Yeva, very famous <laughs> comedian. I my pumpkins with the best knives. Phil Yeva. <laughs> Also at the party, Phil. Thanks for yes, dropping in. thank you. Thank you for letting it, me pop on. Okay. You know, there is one more. Uh, uh, it's probably not in your list. Uh, the Exorcist Goes Hawaiian. Oh, yeah, uh, huh? Is Elvis in it? is decapitated by a surfboard. Oh. No. Wait, what about the one she did uh, call Repossessed? I would watch that one. All right, here we go. 100%. All right, the second worst one. Mm-hmm. second worst one came out in 2004. Okay, this is close to the bottom. And it's called Exorcist The Beginning. And it was dubbed The Nightmare on Exorcist Street. Now get this. This no is almost this is almost what you were talking about there, Phil. The 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 sequel was so bad that the movie was reshot three times. Three times they reshoot this movie <laughs> before it was released to terrible reviews. Now, <laughs> I mean, three times. Gee whiz, you know. So there's got to be two really bad ones, really really bad ones out there. They should release were them. They- Who put up the money for that? I don't know. You know. Who are the executive producers for that? I mean, it could have been went from studio to studio to studio, you know? I mean. Or maybe they were trying to do like a Mel Brooks producers type thing. And they, they're yeah, like, yeah, you can make more money with a flop than with a hit. Well, they they became rich then because this thing was and terrible. they did three, yeah. Okay, so here's the worst one. This According to this um, you know, list, this is the worst one. It came out in uh, 1977, and it's 
it's the heretic, okay? Right. So it's it's really the second one, Exorcist Two, and this was uh, directed by John Borman, who was a big time director. He directed Deliverance, and another big time hits back then. So once again, they must have thrown a lot of money at him. The score, Switchy, the score is by Ennio Morricone. Oh, really? All right. That. Okay. Richard Burton. Richard in Burton is in it. Now you think that that would work, and here's one of the reviews that says the plot makes no sense, and the possessed kid does several tap dancing sequences in the movie. So <laughs> instead of you know rolling around and th- throwing up green pea soup, they're doing tap dancing. Uh, putting on the Ritz, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that. They said they said that one is like really, really bad, and it came out. I, I, I saw that when it came out. Seventy-seven. Fortunately, I have no memory of it except. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think just you know, James they, Earl Jones is in it. Yeah, he's in it for Jeez. a second. Yeah. Yeah. Ned, oh, just for a second. I guess they said yeah. They Ned said B. he's a locust. A, uh, they said it's a locust appearance, and I'm just I just assume that means he's not oh, in it. Yeah. You know. But see, they must have had a lot of money because the first one was like so, uh, you know, so profitable. So they throw money at the director, at Enio, at Richard Burton, and it's a flop. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, fun facts about the exits. Maybe I should go see it. I remember when I wanted to go see it. My mother said, Little Mac, don't go. I don't want you getting any ideas. Is that what she called you, Little Mac? <laughs> <laughs> she said, Little Mac, no, sit down and have your oval scene. There you go. All right, so there was, no, call no I want my Bosco. Go ahead. There was, I want Bosco. There was a movie made in 1990 called Repossessed, and Linda Blair was in it. Was in it, yeah, huh? And uh, Leslie Nielsen was one of the priests. Really? Oh. And it was pretty, it's pretty funny. funny. There's a couple of funny. scenes in it that when he goes in to exercise the demon from her, he was like, yeah, no, not happening. I'm out of okay, here. Really? Yeah, but he, he doesn't say it quite like Does that. Does she go all boco coco in it? <laughs> I think she uh, gets pretty nasty. <laughs> in it, Good to know. Let's do that for our research. Listen, when we do this. I got to watch that. Let's put that on my list. Why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Macaloni Mills Drank Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst-ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hit six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs up. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Matt Maloney. On sale now on Amazon.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military X Now Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney, and this is a special Halloween special show. Already a very spooky show. Uh, girls, he's here with us, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. And all ships at sea, welcome to the Halloween show. Do you agree it's a little bit Looking spookier to than usual tonight? My what? Do you agree it's a little bit spookier? It is spooky. Usual tonight. It's a spooky. This whole season, this whole part of October is spooky. Right. Right. We had the ghost running around here two weeks ago, which was also a lot of fun. Anyway. Yeah, so, here in the UK, you probably have ghosts from, you know, the Vikings area running around. Yeah. Just, just what Hopefully you need. Hopefully they don't have any swords on them or anything. They always have swords. Uh, also, well, no Coco today, but our national correspondent is with us, Switchblade Steve Ward, down there in West Virginia, Switchy. Great to be here, and I am reasonably spooked out right now. Are oh, you good? Okay. That's good. Uh, also with us is our security chief, Willie Club, who's always a little bit spooked out anyway. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you. I mean, as you know, this is my time of the year. But yes. This is really something tonight, all these things going on. Are we ruining it for you? Or? I'm, I'm even feeling things behind my you know, my head. I don't know what it's Grabbed me a couple of times. <laughs> wow. That must okay. just be the stress of, of the show. Keep your camera on and set in case something happens we want to catch. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when it does. Also with us. not fleas. Is, oh. No, you got them. I don't have. Yo, oh, you get, come on. It's fine. It's a two-hour show. Um, also in the studio with us is uh, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Uh, was with me chasing a ghost. Was that two weeks ago? Two or three. We Bob showed up, yeah. Had to search the place twice, and we couldn't wait to get out of here. Um, also with us is um, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, Raven, is with us. Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. Got the backwards hat look on tonight. Is that? No, I got a beanie on. It's oh. a little chilly up here. I uh-huh. actually had the heat on yesterday. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well. I couldn't believe it. And my dogs are wearing their little hoodies because they have hoodies. They have winter coats, so... They, really? They're all dressed up. You put hoodies on your dogs, really? Yeah, they get cold. Yeah, they and always then I put like, them in blankets. But they always look embarrassed when they're wearing clothes. You don't think no, so? No, they look so cute really? because they give you like, you put the hood up and it covers their little ears and then they look at you like a little seal. A seal? Okay. And they just have like that big face and they're just looking, oh my God, it's like the best thing ever. It's wow. It's like all the serotonin you need in a lifetime. Really? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, That's good. It's cool. Imagine okay. if you get a real seal. No, they're wild animals. Also with us is <laughs> the black-eyed kid is having a party down his house. Black-eyed kid, how are you? I'm fantastic. Having my Halloween bash, baby. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of people there, a lot of good friends of his. Are there. Oh, there's, yes. there's so Jack, many good friends. Jack Nicholson getting a beer out of the fridge. Get Jack yes. over here. Yes. There he is. There he is. Hey there, sweetheart. Here's Johnny. Okay, very good. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. What do you think? Should I put him back in the fridge? Yes, please. Well, those body bags are stacking up there. <laughs> Gotta break the record. Also with us. I'm still. I'm surprised she's still with us. The mysterious Ashley G is joining us tonight. Ashley, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Um, I'm surprised to be excited to be back. I guess. Okay. Surprised to be excited to be back. Hmm. Yeah, my dog's also very excited. To okay. Not be- I bet. Okay. Is your dog in a hoodie? Uh, not yet. Wow. Not Do you put hoodies you gotta, on your dog? Oh. Get, get, gotta get her a hoodie. Yep. 
Just he does look, like to dress up. So. The, ne- oh, oh, so the next time you look, the next time look him in the face. So, okay. Look him in the oh, eye, and they just look so embarrassed to be wearing. You know. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of my dogs wearing their hoodies. They love them. Are There's sure? literally a little hood you put up over, and their ears go in it, and it's like the best thing ever. Wow. If they like to warm. It's good because my dog will just snuggle right into a blanket. She'll wait for the blanket. Like, yes. You know, hold it. On. She's exactly. Hmm. Okay. Exactly. It's usually cat talk here on Mac Monday's Military Exiles, but tonight it's dog <laughs> we do talk. We can do that too, my cat. Yeah, we can talk about cats. Talk to you by Perina. Listen, let's ask someone who is probably an expert on this because he's close to the creator. Father Ron Fennel, how are you tonight? Uh, pretty spooked, I, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy things have been happening ever since, well, ever since I joined you guys. Oh, <laughs> so it's our fault. So, yeah, it's it's been really you know, I, I have to I hate to do this, but I have to plug my new book. Please do. Okay. We it, it all falls into this holiday, if you will. It's called The Diabolical Nightmares of Real Cases in Demonic Possession mm. Told by the Exorcist. Mm. And uh it's on Amazon. Yeah. So huh. It's like one of those things. Anyway, um so it's about a lot of spooky stories, sure, real right. cases that actually occurred. Over my career, over 46 years. Okay, so every exorcism is going to be, you know, almost nightmarish. Let's just explain that you've been doing exorcisms in the Los Angeles area for how long now? Uh, 46 years. Really? And over that time? Just over 46 years, yeah. How many have you done over the 46 years, do you know? Uh, Yeah, I do, actually. Unbelievable amount. We're talking thousands upon thousands. Are you ready? Over 46 years, understand full time ministry. I've done well over 800,000 cases of assessments, investigations, and rituals. Mm. What? Mm. 800,000? But not everyone. 800,000. It's insane. It's totally insane. Understand, I have members who are priests and bishops in 24 countries around the world. Mm -hmm. They're all under me, so they all communicate with me. Oh, for your. Uh, As a result, you know, we share our experiences, and I've been involved in all of these cases from around the world. Wow. Wow. That just, that, that's, I mean, that just shows you that there are 800,000 people around the world who are in such dire straits they need an exorcism. That's nuts. But that's what we're saying, right? Well, you know what's really nuts is out of the 880,000, probably we have maybe 20,000 that are actually genuine cases yeah. of demonic possession. That, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the truth of the matter. I mean, the majority of the problems would be demonic oppression, which will fall under some form of psychosis. Oh, I see. So, yep. uh, so as a result, it's not a, a really demonic-related uh, um, issue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a stretch. But, but it's it's not you know what you'd call the genuine article. But the but but the fact that there has been twenty thousand exorcisms along, the fact that there's been one exorcism is weird enough. It's strange enough. It really does show that there is some, there is and, and for whatever reason the Catholic Church seems to have uh, the head start on this. There is some connection to somewhere else, you know, because people have seen just weird stuff happen during exorcisms. I mean, there's there's no other way Absolutely. to put it. You know, um, you know, I, I'm waiting for you to talk about UFOs and alien ETs because I have an interesting hypothesis, which I don't know if anyone's ever explored the possibility of my my take in regards to UFOs and ETs. OK, sure. Go ahead. Just let me know when you're ready. Right now. Let's do it right now. Oh, you are. OK. OK. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
It's my belief that the UFOs that we see and witness are real. I mean, they're absolutely real, but they're not from where we think they are. You know, we're assuming that they're from another universe. Uh, it's more likely they're from another dimension. Or there are civilization in the future coming back to our present, which is their history. Yep. They're coming back to our present to fix something that we screwed up mm. somewhere in the timeline. So as a result, these UFOs that we're seeing are actually time machines. Yes. And, uh, and as a result, um, our society has, has morphed over the thousands of years. And we, we, more, we, we mostly look like um, lizards instead of humans. And we, we've taken on this lizard type of form, really? if you will. Yes. And so, so, so when a person actually sees or witnesses or has a, a UFO experience where an ET is actually involved, that they will tell you that, they, that they've actually witnessed reptilian people. They do see reptilian. And in reality... Uh, they could be done. I have two hypotheses. That's the first one. The, the second hypothesis is that it's all demonic. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything that we know of and believe in is that Satan is constantly trying to um, um, hide the fact that uh, that he actually exists. Yes. So as a result, he gives us all these uh, delusions. Okay. And, uh, and so these things are actually materializing out of, out of nothing. So as a result, of course, there's a third theory, too. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and that would be uh, that there's a society that lives underground, that is in the center of the earth. Yes. And every once in a while, they will surface and they are very sophisticated. They have aircraft, they have uh, 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 spaceships that uh, they could literally uh, come out of the ocean from from the pit of, of, of the of our earth yes. i mean uh, there's a whole society underground mm -hmm. and uh, so i mean all these things are possible we live in a very mysterious world and I, yeah. I don't discount anything anything is possible yeah i agree with you there so you know let's just if, if you don't mind if you could just kind of walk us through what a typical exorcism is now i know and in, in, in the catholic church whenever they address this they say that we are very very stringent and who we determine, you know, needs a real exorcism. As you say, a lot of them are just eliminated for other other reasons. But when they finally get down to one, when it passes all the criteria, and now it's time for you to visit the house, what happens? I mean, do you just go up and ring the doorbell, or what happens? No, no. The, the way it works is we have to do an actual assessment. Now, in our organization, under our jurisdiction, we have three psychiatrists. And what they do is they will examine the psychological profile of the victim who claims to have symptoms of, of some form of demonic issues. Now, if the person really truly has symptoms and uh, and we're seeing and we're capturing it, OK, in real time where we see things manifesting within the victim's space, where things are flying around, where where the ceiling is, is literally uh, uh, raining blood or what appears to be some kind of fluid. Or when the uh, victim is actually levitated, mm. okay, you know, you know, we have to come to the conclusion that this is not is not no form of psychosis. Right. This is actually the real thing. Right. The real thing is when you can see a physical manifestation. So what we do is we do a first contact interview, and then we follow up with an intense investigation about the people who are, who claim to have the experiences. We do a, a complete investigation of the house itself. The uh, the history of the city and, and that particular uh, piece of land, if there's any history to it, then we do a, a search, an Internet search and see if the person has any form of past uh, delusional um, um, 
um, behavior, remarks or, or behavior, right? Uh, whether they were uh, admitted in a, a psych ward at one time, whether they have a, uh, you know, anything that would that would tarnish or or, or, or question their account as to what is taking place. Mm -hmm. So we have to do all this. It takes between three to six months wow. before we actually come down to a final assessment as to whether or not we are going to actually go through with a ritual. Okay. The reason being is we have to have the medical community involved. Yep. We have to make sure that the psychological community and, of course, our investigators and our bishops, our clergy are in place. All the individuals that belong to the assessment team they're mostly laity, uh, with the exception of uh, maybe a priest who may want to participate within the first initial uh, investigation. Okay, and which is which could be very scary. Yes, because uh, because even if it's a if it's a demonic infestation, which is very very more common than possession. Yep. Uh, this would be, uh, in other words, this would be like the um, the the likelihood of of the place actually being haunted by spiritual something entities. else. Yeah by seeing physical things actually take place. Now that's more common. Yep. And so so I'm just gonna say out of a thousand cases, we probably have, I should have a thousand, we have probably have about four hundred that are actually real. Really, yeah. And real real infestations where things actually happen, things materialize, wow. things disappear. The physical environment changes, it alters, uh and your whole perception of reality alters as well. Everyone who's who witnesses these supernatural things are taken back because it's not only yeah. scary, but it's something that you have to accept yep. as part of your reality. Yeah, yeah. And see, and everything is about perception. You know, uh, you, you know, you could be as skeptical as as could be, but if you see someone uh, literally levitating, or somebody who's literally being torn apart from the inside out, and you can actually see the lesions and see the 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 other super strength and, and all the other things that are, that are manifested, when you can see that, then at that point. You're to a point where you're saying, whoa, is this real or is this my imagination? Or am I going crazy? Yes. I've had clergy, okay, for the first time do a ritual and literally crap in their pants. <laughs> How do I know this? Because I'm one of those clergy. <laughs> that happened to me wow. back in uh, uh, 1978. Okay. I was at my, uh, I was assisting an exorcist and uh, this exorcist was one of my mentors. He was a, a bishop. And he was an exorcism for many years. And I'm assisting him. Yes. And I'm seeing all this. And I'm saying to myself, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I felt this sensation run down my leg. And I realized oh. I had just defecated on myself. <laughs> and I totally did it uncontrollably because of what I was actually witnessing. And uh, meantime, you know, the, the bishop, who's the exorcist, kind of looked at me because I'm assisting him. He's... He looked at me and he says he kind of smells what's going on, oh, and he says, uh, the... "He says, uh, Father, are you okay? Uh, <laughs> you know." And I'm, I'm saying, "Oh, sure, no problem. Sure, you <laughs> are. <laughs> no problem. Wow, wow, <laughs> that wow. Ritual, that ritual took two weeks. Deep dive, deep two dive. Into, yeah, so really, huh? Just just of, of, of prayers and, and everything else, real stuff. Wow, huh? So, so. so. Um, when you and we're going to talk about the movies. And let me ask you this: Have you have you you've seen the original movie? I'm assuming, Father, right? You mean The Exorcist? Yes, in 1973. Okay. Yes. Can yes, you yes. just give us a thumbnail? What did you think? You know, was it as close as was it close? You know, you know, you know what I do professionally is I profile and I look at the evidence. Now, one thing about the movie. There was evidence. They had a recording of what took place. Not only did they have documentation, 
but they actually had a recording. So based on the recording and the people who are very, very, uh, uh, very credible. Okay, you have clergy there. You have even medical people present. Yes, and they they gave their own opinion and stuff. Based on all of that, I say the whole movie, which I thought was very entertaining, mm -hmm. so I like that kind of thing. Um, so from the very beginning uh, to the end, I say about maybe 20, 25 percent, which is pretty accurate. Well, that's not bad, I guess. I don't know. The 75 percent that you will never see behind closed doors yes. is so shocking that uh, people that, that witness the real thing may or may not be able to handle it, at least that you know, not mentally. Right. Because, yes. you know, your whole reality uh, has been altered. Right. And because of what you're witnessing, you're witnessing a traumatic effect, which is affecting the mind and body. Yes. And uh, so as a result, not many people can, can witness what really happened. I would probably not wear. not clergy that could do this. Sure. Because you've got to be called to I, do this type of scenario. I would probably wear it depends, just, just in case. You know what I mean? So look, at, oh, yeah. I know we have questions. I'm going to just go around. Ashley, you must have a question for the father. Do you? Uh, I have multiple questions. Okay, go ahead. Ashley, the uh, mysterious Ashley G. So my first question is, in the movie, at least in The Exorcist, the person who's possessed doesn't remember. Do you find that those cases that are actually true um, manifestations, I guess I would say? Yes. Do they remember or do they just not remember? No. Uh, some of them do remember. It's a traumatic experience. The brain has its defense it's mechanism. Anything that's traumatic, our brain as, as a defense mechanism will, will automatically block it out. And it will like throw the whole experience into uh, a little lockbox in the subconscious mind. So you have no access to it unless you go under hypnosis. And that's another story. Mm. But um, but but typically speaking, because of the traumatic experience, what was actually took place uh, to the individual, he would probably have no okay. memory. However, there are times where they'll have flashbacks, especially years later. Yeah, sure. They may, they may, they may have a, an outline or a feeling that something occurred in their past. But they feel and, better, and though. And some of those, you know, some of those people will actually go to a, a hypnotherapist and try to get a, uh, a reading in, in, in that fashion. Which but is another, another discussion. But they feel better, right? They, f I mean, after it's over, I mean, you know, they're better than they were before, yeah. right? their health improves. What's yeah. happening is when you see a person who's truly possessed, what you're looking at is you're looking at their corpse. You're looking mm. at a cadaver. Mm. Okay. Um, they're in the body, but they have no control of the body. The personality of the demonic entity will come out. And as a result, this demonic entity will take over and try to destroy the body in every possible way from tearing it apart uh, literally um, from biting their lips off, uh, chewing their fingers off, uh, mm. literally doing crazy things. Self-mutilation is a very, very uh, popular uh, thing that mm. goes on in demonic possession. So, um, and not only that, but when you're in the presence of somebody who is possessed, you will smell a stench. And what you're smelling is you're smelling dead flesh. The flesh is you are actually smelling a corpse that has been maybe sitting around for a week or two. Yes. Okay, and then you walk into a room and bam, you get this this curtain, this odor that hits you in the face. And you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out of here. Because it stinks. It smells so bad. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Ashley, there's the answer to your question. Do you have another quick one? Another, just a second, quick one. Is it quick? Yeah, I'll just do a quick one. Um, when you find these true cases, um, do they like 
speak in like another language? Um, do they like what's like a big telltale sign that you've seen? One of the interesting things about even the, the, the movie, The Exorcist, okay, is not only was the voice recorded, but there were multiple voices recorded at one time. Mm -hmm. So as a result, someone was speaking English while the other voice may have been speaking Latin, German, or some other uh, um, language, but it's all coming at once. Now, um, biologically, it's almost impossible to do that. You know, you have one set of vocal cords, you know, there's a vocal box, there's a whole thing that, that goes on. So it's not really real possible to do that unless it falls under this heading, which we uh, recognize as a supernatural event. When this thing takes place, you can't explain what exactly took place because you're not only hearing different voices, but you're hearing them at the same time. In some cases, you're hearing voices and it makes no sense at all. They're like speaking in tongues. And, and if they're recorded, you play it backwards and then it starts making sense. Wow. So what they're doing is they're talking backwards. Hmm. That is, their, their words are coming out, but everything is coming backwards. So in order to really understand what the victim is saying, you and if you're recording it, then you would have to reverse uh uh, put the recording in reverse and then actually listen to it and then it'll start making some sense. It's like a Beatles so record. All these things, yeah, yeah, like like a Beatles thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but in this case, it's it's all real stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. All the things that you think of that, that's way out there, there is a percentage that, that is actually real. That happens, yeah, and, that's and weird. It, it just goes beyond our comprehension because we can't understand it or explain it. Right, We right. just have to accept it. Hey, Club, Club, you must have a question. Here we go. Yeah, I do, uh, Father. In uh, your role as in exorcisms, now were you associated with Father Malachi Martin? Were you near uh, him? He was, a, he was a little bit, a tiny bit before my time. I say I'm seventy years old. Now. Okay, mm. uh, he passed away as you as you know many years ago. I'm familiar with his work, of course. Um, and um, and uh, but no, we, we've never. I think I was I was probably. Um, no, I, I was a young priest back then, and uh, I did not choose the ministry of exorcism until I consulted my jurisdictional bishop and asked, and he looked at me very strange, because this is a strange request. Why in the world would you want to be an exorcist? Why in the world would you want to do anything in the ministry of exorcism? And it's the most scariest thing, if you don't understand it. You know, things are very scary when you don't have a full knowledge and, and understand and, and, and could explain it within yourself in terms of your own reasoning. So based on that, you know, very few people will ever request this because, and it's not something you really request. It's really a calling. It's a divine call. So when you are called to do this, you know it. And so... So when you go through and you receive holy orders, which the ordination to the priesthood, once you have that, you know, and then you decide that you want to work within the ministry of exorcism, you already knew that you were going to do that even before you you, you began your, your journey as a priest. Um, in my role, I'm, I'm actually an archbishop, and, uh, and I have members in 24 countries, and I have members in 19 states in the United States. Uh, so we're, we're literally worldwide. Our people, okay, have different cultures and different backgrounds. As a result, their perception of the demonic is slightly different, okay. Um, and you know, as a result, you know, you have the gym, you know, you have you have many different types of demons that are perceived differently in different cultures. So this is the reason why we have a international ministry of exorcism. Wow, we wow, Juan, you must have a question, Juani. I do, Archbishop. Uh... Thanks for being on the show. Do you actually come face to face with Satan 
himself or, and or his demon buddies. One thing that's interesting, um, Satan, uh, who was uh, Lucifer, when he was thrown out of heaven and took he used to be an angel. the angels with him, he yep. was an archangel. He was an right. archangel. Um, the, uh, you know, the opposite of God. You know what the opposite of God is, right? Well, the opposite oh. of Satan. Let's make it even easier. The opposite of Satan is not God. The opposite of Satan would be St. Michael, mm -hmm. the archangel. Okay? So when Satan was thrown, Lucifer, thrown out of heaven, came to earth, and all the one-third of angels, there are fallen angels, we know them as demons, when they came into the world, they've been given permission by God to actually rule the world. Okay? They have so much uh, that they could do in the world, and God allows it to happen up to a certain point. It's really hard to understand that. When you're confronting a demon, you're actually confronting every demon that's ever been in existence that we know of. Okay, you're, you're, you're like on a party line. The party line could be a personality of an individual, but all the other demons understand and hear what's going on. So he, Satan is like a composite of all these demons. Right, exactly. Um, all these demons are, are individually fallen angels, but they have the system. They're, out, they're still outside our time and space, which means that there are things that they could do that we could never comprehend or even try to duplicate. They have super intelligence because they've been around from the beginning of time. Yes. They know mankind. They can't read your mind, but they could read your body language. They could read uh, what you have done in the past, what you will probably do in the future. And as a result, they have the super intelligence. So mm. I've confronted... Um, in doing a uh, demonic uh, investigation, uh, I used to work exclusively in the downtown area. And people that own these hotels and manage these various hotels yes. would contact our organization. And then I would send an assessment team and do an evaluation. Mm. And when I get involved, I would actually see what is going on. If there is a really a demonic influence going on, and I could actually see the dark entities. I could actually see, I see, and I can, and I still do, yes. demons. Yes. Demons, what they look like is they look gray and gray, like gray dried skin, long face, and funny. They all have a hood, a black hood. <laughs> Sounds kind really? of really weird. But, okay. But you know fashion. what? That's, that's a fact. Now, going back, I remember I had to stay overnight, or actually a couple of nights because we were doing an exorcism, and it was for the entire... Uh, this hotel had about 200 families, and, uh, and and as soon as you walk into the into the property area and, and into the building, you could feel the heaviness, and you could smell death. There was so much uh, heavy odors, uh, unbelievable. As soon as you walk into a place like that, you know you're you're, you're in for an interesting experience, to say the least. Um, anyway, I had to stay overnight at this hotel. And uh, in doing so, um, I saw quite a few interesting supernatural entities yes. that appeared. Wow, wow. And dark entities, I can go into more detail, but it would take me uh, another very show. Long time, be very time consuming. But I'll tell you that you need to buy my book. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my book has real cases, and I'm revealing things that people don't even know about. Yes, yes. What's the name of it and, again? Uh, What's the name of the, the, the book again? Book, it's called. Diabolical nightmares of real cases of demonic possession told by the exorcist. And this is the book here. I don't know if you probably can't see it, but 
Anyway, it's a pretty nice a radio game. show. It has a crucifix on it and it has some scary writing. And it's a really, and it's on Amazon. We have so another. I have, uh, I have it in my basket on Amazon. We have another. Oh, you do. Well, there you okay. do. <laughs> we have another question. So, uh, we have a question from the audience. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, also at the party, has a question for the father. Go ahead, please, Arnold. Hi, who are you? I have a quick question. Um, did anyone ever tell you you look like my friend Mark Hamill? No, I think you're the first person. Okay, next. Why don't we have Phil? I see it, too. I see Mark Hamill. Really? Yes. Mark Hamill from Star Wars? Yes. He even has the hood on, in a way. Phil Yeber also has a question. Phil, please. Phil's running the party. Oh, hi. I guess. I stole the mic from the Black Eye Kid for one second. That's right. Archbishop, I was wondering, have any of these forces you've faced, have you have like had a particular case that sort of shook you to the core or made it personal like so they were like attacking you personally yes yes I, i'm not going to say it's in my book but i'll tell you the story real quick uh in 2013 i was physically attacked by a spiritual entity in doing a ritual of exorcism i'm there in the room with a with my team about maybe 15 to 20 people and we were actually uh gathered together for that one event I was trying to do an exorcism, which I was successful. However, in the middle of the exorcism, I was struck three times. It felt like a, a two by four. And I got struck on my, on my left side. And as it was like healed over, I had to catch my breath. I was able to complete the, the ritual. However, it was done at a price. Um, immediately after that, I had shortness of breath. Um, within 24 hours, I went to my family physician, told me to go into the emergency room, which I did. And they discovered a two liter sack of blood that was wrapped around my heart. And that's exactly where I was struck in the side of uh, my left side there. And as a result, that's what happened. To this day, they have no clue as to how I succumbed to that condition. But I spent three, uh, rather 30 uh, days in the, in the hospital, San Antonio uh, Upland Hospital, Regional Hospital. 30 days, I was in intensive care. I had three procedures done. One of the procedures was to actually release or, or, or um, uh, take the, the fluid out of the, of the sack. And it was a two liter bottle of blood. It was just incredible. Um, and then they had to, well, a process called washing your lungs. I've never heard of it. They, they literally had to wash my lungs. Um, in fact, it was a, such a peculiar case that they call the CDC in because they couldn't understand why I succumbed to this condition, whether or not it was contagious. I was put in an isolation uh, unit, uh, and as a result, I was there for a couple of weeks, and then and, and then uh, and, and then the whole hospital stayed with thirty days, and it was uh, something to remember. I almost lost my life. Uh, the reason I was breathing so hard was the two liter uh, sack of blood was leaning on my heart and lungs, and so I, my body had a hard time of sucking wow. in oxygen, and as a result, I, I almost died. I can't but, imagine uh, two liters of fluid being that close to your heart in your yeah. In your body cavity. Wow. Almost overnight. Jeez. It happened all overnight. Yeah. So you could you call that a supernatural event. Definitely. Wow. And that was, but wow. I've ha I have, I have many stories that, that would take me a month to tell you. But wow. I have a question. Story. Can, can I get like an exorcism just for funsies? Just so I can like funsies. experience it? <laughs> can you get an exorcism? Uh, probably you could probably get, there's a lot of charlatans out there who would be more than happy to perform an exorcism ritual and uh but you see it's it is it's interesting you have the genuine thing and then you have the charlatans you know and then you have the 
the uh, the copycats. Okay, and, and as a result, they are either uh, motivated by uh, money. I uh, see all our services are free. We've never charged one cent for any of the things we've done, including our investigations, everything. Uh, even even our psychiatrists, they are volunteers. They volunteer their time. And uh, so, I mean, we are all volunteers. That's what makes our ministry very effective. But you have, yeah, you could probably get an exorcism anywhere, uh, even online. And I'm sure if it's uh, if you pay a certain fee, or uh, or you know if you allow them to uh, to you know uh, use you to elevate their their celebrity status, well, you know that's that's probably a thing. Now, if you want a real exorcism done, you have to first go through an evaluation, which is an assessment, where we examine not only uh, what you're experiencing, but we also look for the outward manifestations. And then right. we look at you and see if there's any background that may cause. You see, there's always a cause and effect. If, if, if something is there, then and if it's real, then it will manifest itself and you will see the evidence. If it's not there, it's like, you know, it's like one of those fake substitute things. Okay, yeah. that people will con, will con, you know, conjure up. Uh, when that happens, well, then you're not going to really see. Uh, you know, you get what you pay for. With this ministry, since it's free, believe me, everything you get is top quality. <laughs> it's the best free thing you'll ever get. <laughs> Raven, I got you covered for twenty bucks. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, I wanted we'll to start chipping in twenty bucks a week for my funsies exorcism. <laughs> yes, perfect. Um. We, um, we want to talk a little bit about the movies tonight, too, as well. And there's a new movie out. We're going to talk about the original movie. We talked about it a little bit earlier on the show. But there's a new movie out, a new sequel uh, called The Exorcist, uh, The Believer, I believe it's called. Big movie. It's going to be It's the first of two more movies that are going to be coming out in the next couple of years. And uh, I haven't had a chance to see it, but our good friend Michelle who's with us right now, has seen it, and we're waiting for your review. Michelle, please. Hmm. My review is that it left me a little disappointed. Really? Okay. Um, Why? Because it sucked or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it, it, it sucked. Yeah. You know, okay, all right. Back, like original people from the first movie. Yep. Um, which was great, but the story. And Linda line, Blair was in it. Yes, yeah, she was wow. in it. Yeah, as an older person, obviously, <laughs> forty uh, years yeah. older. He wasn't very 50. recognizable, to be honest. But <laughs> I would uh, think most of them wouldn't be fifty years ago. I don't know. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I'm like, no, they're they CGI'd a child face on a child actor. <laughs> Is wow. this the mummy? What's happening? Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, wait. there wasn't even a hint of like, well, maybe a little bit, but I didn't know who she was initially. Wow, that's bad. Uh Joanna yeah. is also with us. Did you see it, Joanna? Yes. Yep. Yes. We saw it together and you know, they had Ellen Bernstein had a you know, she had a a pretty decent role in it. Mm -hmm. Um and then Linda Blair had, I would say, a pretty brief cameo at the end. But really? um the movie as a whole was disappointing. I would say it was uh, the storyline was pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think we expected more, considering they brought back some of the original people. Like it would have been a really good opportunity to have a great movie. Do a good job. How many people? Good. How many people were in the audience? Mm, it's like half full. Half full. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, but it but it was like a 
150 show, like oh, okay. 130. So, um, one reviewer said, "I'd rather be possessed myself than to go see that movie again." <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree? Yeah, that's cool. yeah. I agree with that okay. for sure. All right, um, I'm just going to switch back over to Ashley G. Real quick, because you just recently saw the original movie again, Ashley. Yeah, I watched the original. Um, although I did just learn there's a director's cut. Oh, no, that's did not know that. Ten minutes longer. Ten minutes longer. More head twirling, more puking. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so it's fifty years old. Fifty years old. Fifty. Yep. 50 wow. Yeah. I mean, does it? I, I've never seen either movie, and I'm not going to go see them. But. You know, does it wear well? Do you know what I mean? I mean, some movies, man, everyone's in bell bottoms and it's like, oh, God, this is aged. But does it wear well? Do you know what I mean? Does it does it age well? Um, I definitely think it aged well. Um, it wasn't like a lot of um, plot lines were outdated. Um, I mean, like there was one line that was a little weird. Um, mm. All the guy, what is it, Nazi pig? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Oh, Burke and the... <laughs> the staff member and the director is like so beyond drunk and he calls him a Nazi pig and Mm. the other guy attacks him. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Okay. I mean, I mean, I guess overall, I mean, other than like CGI and the graphics and being outdated, I think everything else was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a spooky movie. Yeah. It's still, it's still, it still creeps you out. Still creepy. Uh, definitely gives me the heebie-jeebies. See, that's good. That's a sign of a good movie. Is it's still scaring you fifty years later? You know, from the, when it came out. Well, that's cool. But no. because it's so in your face, you're watching it play out, and it's kind of tough to watch in some places, even mm. today. And you, even as a, you know, grown-up adult, I mean, I, I saw it when I was uh, well, twenty an, maybe, an infant, all the time. Yes, right. You know, twenty-two but, or something. But, yeah, and I thought, hmm. Scary, creeps me out. But you know, you can, you sort of leave the building and you're sort of laughing at yourself a little bit. Yes. But when you watch it again, <laughs> you can see why it creeps you out. You have a different perspective as a as a, as a senior citizen. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. This, okay. This movie is really creepy for good reason. It's yes. creepy. Yes, you know, it's creepy. Too, creepy. That it it costs very little to make because as you know, most of the movie was in the bedroom. One scene, you know, right? Yeah. There, there really set. wasn't uh, a lot of uh, scenery. Or, you know, everything is really in a couple of small sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Covered the whole thing, you know. Yep. So uh, that's why they made. But see, uh, that helps. On it. That helps the claustrophobia of it. You know what I mean? That's you know what I mean. Do you sure. know what? Uh, do you know what else is really interesting? And no one's mentioned. Is fine. what's the really scary thing about the movie Exorcist? It's not the movie. It's while how they made it. And what was the what was happening behind the scenes? There were people that were attached. Uh, they were uh, part of the film crew. Uh, someone died uh, uh, yes. as a result. Uh, then there was another person a year later. Yes, Linda yes. Blair had her back dislocated. They were using uh, this uh, this uh, this. Uh, mechanical thing that was forcing her body back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. If you recall, when she was possessed, she was going, she was laying in the bed and she got sitting up back forth, back forth, yeah. like some kind of mechanism. That was the dummy she, or something. She, no, actually it was her and she yeah. uh, dislocated her back. She was out of, uh, in fact, she was in traction for, for a brief, for a few weeks after that. 
And uh, and this is like, you know, within her story. Uh, there are so many unbelievable things that took place behind the camera. Yes. While they were actually making it. Supernatural things were actually taking place. That would freak me out, man. And that is more, I think, would be more scarier than what were what they were actually filming. Yeah, yeah. And listen, right. you, know what's, you know what's scary is we have to take a commercial break. But we'll be right back after this. Okay, please stay tuned. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This is Mac Maloney's Military Action Show. Here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network, a special Halloween special. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Everyone to Macaroni's Military Excel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. Wow, this is a special Halloween special. What a show it's turned out to be. But first, of course, the ringmasters here. Girls are very famous. Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. It's been a funny show and it's ain't over yet. Ain't over yet, as they say. <laughs> also, here is our national correspondent down there in West Virginia, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Okay. How are you? I am beyond wonderful. That's good to hear. Also, our security chief is with us. Willie Club, how you doing? Hey, Mac. Happy Halloween, all. Oh, I'm doing great. Do you have any oh, junk food nearby? That's what it's all about. Do you have some junk food nearby? I do. I have whatever you want. I've got Let's pound see. cakes and <laughs> double dogs and Twinkies. And they have pumpkin Twinkies out, by the way. I was That's disgusting. notified oh. the other day. Yeah, pumpkin That's Twinkies. That's gross. Oh. Lois was going to buy them. She says, I didn't think you'd like them. I said, what's that? Entomins, I love Oh, Entomins, big time. Be good. Oh, that's great stuff. 
Uh, also with us is our favorite good witch up there in Sideways New York, even though she's holding a cat, which goes against the rules of the show, unless that's a, sh- a shawl or something. Raven is with us, Raven. Listen, I break the rules, okay? Do you? So, anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Okay. And she's what's the matter with the cat? Cats, the cat needs to be fed. He looks hungry. She. Looks she hungry. is not hungry. She has plenty of food. She just wants to, like, actually just be on top of me. Huh. She wants to be your scarf, like most cats. Pretty much. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We might edit that as a Mac after dark later on. You never know. <laughs> also with us is Al Renato. Al Renato, no, UFO mechanic slash getaway driver. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Everything okay with you? Yeah, you know, I'm just living the life, you know. Good, good, good. So, living it. Good. Trying to keep out of trouble or at least a few he's steps a, ahead of it. He's got huh? a Porsche in his garage that he hasn't driven two for Two Porsches. Years. He That's just looks at it and two Porsches. Yeah, well. Two Porsches and a vet. Yeah, but see, the, the funny part is the wife's new car is a 2021 22 Honda SUV. Is it Honda? And, and I don't even drive that. I, I, like, if it's going to rain or it's going to be shitty out, I don't drive the car. <laughs> it sits in the green. It's got, it's got 12,000. It's two years old. It's just turned 11,000 miles. Mm. Wow. If You're I ever get a cool somebody car. somebody else to buy, I guess. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because I, well, I don't want to replace drove, it. I drove the ass off my Challenger, man. That was your work car. You just you you. It was my work car. Was your work too. car. I was yeah. an IT guy. That was my that was my inventory machine. It was my work machine. The trunk was filled with computer. It looked like Staples on wheels. See, see, I have cars. You, I have cars. You drive. I just have cars. You are worth more money if you leave them in one piece. Okay. So yeah. this is where it goes. Cars you know? the ground. Good to hear. Anyway, anyway, also with us we have a gallery of special guests. Let me introduce. The Black Eyed Kid first on a Halloween special. Kid, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. This is Halloween, baby. My time. Your time, right. Um, no one's going to take it from me. <laughs> listen, what you eat for breakfast today? I know this is pulling a pin out of the hand grenade, but go ahead. <laughs> tell us. I'm a, I had Bobby over easy. Okay. Uh, next, <laughs> okay. Next up. Also with us, wow, is the mysterious Ashley G. Maybe the the mystery is why she's stuck with us the whole show. How are you, Ashley? I'm shocked. How's all my ghosts and goblins doing? You can tell. Um, do you um do you get dressed up for Halloween? I don't know why I'm asking you that question, but let's go with it. Uh, I do. My work actually does a Halloween costume contest each year. A contest, really? Yeah, okay. I came in second last year. You came in second. Yeah. What um, did you? What did you? What was your costume? And then we'll ask who came in first. Uh, I had a group costume, and we all dressed up like Mr. Worldwide. Oh my god, Mr. Who? Mr. What? Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Three Hundred Five. Mm. Okay, oh, that's very funny. blank looks from about half the people here. <laughs> Raven knows it, I guess. I don't. Raven, know. can you explain? Pitbull, bald. Yeah, Mr. Three Hundred Five. There's like. Because there's like a conspiracy where like he's not the only one. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe. So it's actually like a perfect Halloween costume. Okay. It, I think there were um, five of us. I think. Oh, that's really funny. Bald caps and all. Yup. Oh, hmm. that's funny. I'll see if I can get a picture. That would be a great picture. So then we. Yeah. Who did come in first? Yes. Um, my boss came in first. Of course. Oh no, the nepotism. Boss wins. Or whatever doesn't. Like, no way. Favorites, trying to be the favorite. What uh, was he, he dressed as? A ghost? 
and he has a little uh, fluffy dog. That was his sheep. Who paid no. the, wow. the judges of that contest? Wow. What a lame costume. Am I, I right? Uh, so a shepherd. But I already, I, I'm feeling confident for this year. Um, I'm having, I'm hoping I have to finalize it. But this year I'll be Mermaid Man and my friend will be Barnacle Boy. Oh, oh. my God. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's hmm. wonderful. I need pictures of that too. No one knows. I know. I know. Well, listen, we I might. I thought this year was going to be the, the year of Barbie and Ken. Am, am I correct on that or is that bullshit? That's no, a, you are correct. You, Hi, yeah, Barbie. there's going to be a lot of Hi, that. Why don't we. Why don't we. We get a message from heaven here. Uh, Father, do you understand any Save of this? Us. Father? Yeah. Ronald Enright. Ronald Felt Enright. I mean, do you. Do you I mean, you're. You're in an unusual position in in your life. I mean, do you, are you aware of stuff like Bobby and Oppenheimer and all that kind of stuff? Do you have like a, a normal life? I'm, I'm afraid I'm out of the loop when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Okay, if it doesn't go bump in the night, I don't know anything about it. Wow, huh? It has to it has to fall in that category or, or within those boundaries. Okay, it has to go bump in the night. Otherwise, no, I'm, I'm out of my element. Wow, that's crazy, huh? Also with us is Joanna and. Uh, Michelle is uh, also with us. They they went to go see The Believer, the new Exorcist movie. <laughs> wow. Hey, Michelle, what are you eating there? That's not pea soup, is it? Do we already go over No, now? it's the lentil soup. Oh, that's right. We already went. Okay. All right. And and, and yeah. I hate to say it's this. It's pretty good. We don't talk politics ever on the show because it's boring. But did I hear some quote that this that the new Exorcist was too woke? Yes. Too woke? <laughs> In a way, what do you mean woke? Absolutely. What do you mean? Um, I mean, I don't want to sound. Please do. What's the word? <laughs> Please do. Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, go ahead. They included many religions in the exorcism. Oh, geez. Yes. There was Catholicism, that, like a Southern Baptist feel, voodoo. So really? lots, of, voodoo. lots mm -hmm. of representation. Yes. Yeah, they don't want to get letters from the voodoo people. See, this is all that is just baggage. And like in ten years, people are going to watch it and say, "Well, what were they doing? Why did they do that?" But let me ask you something, Father. Why the Catholic Church, though? You know what I mean? Why? Why is this so associated with the Catholic Church? And and in a way, and we've talked about this before, where there are also um, Marian visions where people claim to see, and a lot of people have seen and taken pictures of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Let's say, why the Catholic Church? Which you know, frankly. Well, doesn't have well, a uh, thousand yeah. batting average. Well, what it is, is the, the first Christian church was the Catholic church. Um, and as a result, uh, everything started falling into place after that, so to speak. Of course, you know, there have been uh, lots of divisions within the church. And as a result, uh, I would say the majority of your demons uh, were probably found underneath uh the pews and the churches that uh, that you now see. Uh, so we have to stay on top of everything, okay? The demonic, the blackness, the darkness is all part of reality. And there are just the majority of, of, of citizens would rather not know about these things because it's too dark. Mm. It's too, it's something that can't be explained and might even be spooky. It's disturbing is what it is, you know? And that too. That there, there is something, and I mean, it is the pathway to... 
that there's something else going on out there. Please, Michelle, please have a question. I, I want to know how Archbishop feels about other religions being involved in an exorcism. I, uh, I have an interesting take on this because I believe that if the whoever it is, whether it's a priest, a minister, whatever, or some type of practitioner, if they have a calling to do what they're doing in regards to driving out a demon, you know, in every religion there, uh, or most religions in the world have some form of exorcism. Mm -hmm. uh, the Protestants, they have uh, what's referred to as a, a, a deliverance ministry. Mm -hmm. um, the, the American Indians, they also have a ritual that is what will drive out evil spirits. Mm -hmm. um, just about every religion um, known to man, even some of the pagan religions have some form of ritual that will actually drive out negative energy. See, that's interesting. So, yeah, so so it's it, it's and my personal belief is if the person who is actually conducting and, and, and performing the ritual, if they're called to do that, then God bless them, you know? Yeah, More yeah. power to them. Mm. Okay. Who am I? I mean, I am nobody to criticize anyone, especially when it comes to the spiritual beliefs of other people. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's 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 interesting. That it's been it's been recognized over the years through many religions that something is going on here, and we have to do something about it. I think is, you know, we're we're it's not about religion. It's almost becomes personal that way. It just depends on what time era you were born. Raven, please, Raven, question. I have a question. Um, do you ever get like interference or pushback from like family members or even family pets, maybe that are trying to like protect? what is happening to the, the person that is being exercised? Pets. Sure. Yeah. All the time. We're, the pushback is all part of it. In fact, it, it goes beyond the, uh, the natural flow, if you will. As a result, you have all kinds of obstacles. You'll always have negativity when you try to introduce some form of positive to, to alleviate that negativity. Okay. Um, you'll always have that. The, the term um, good versus evil is a very real scenario. It affects everyone. We're all, we all walk the planet, whether you believe it or not, whether you're a skeptic, whether you believe in demons or not, um, whatever your whatever your take is, whatever your personal take is, if you are, God forbid, if you are ever uh, suffer from any form of demonic influence, yes. then you will come to realize that this is a personal thing. Mm -hmm. You have to take it personally because it's the lowest point in your life to experience the demonic within yourself it yes. is, it's it's a horrible thing I it mean, can't get any worse their own lives as a result let me when, we're going to uh, start to bring the train into the station switch okay. if you want to put up the graphic let me ask you this father uh how did they pick their victims you know what i mean uh, that's another way of me saying how can i avoid it but why do they what as, as someone has the victim done something wrong or are they just an innocent uh bystander the whole the whole purpose of satan and, and all the demons is to destroy God's creation. We are God's creation. And so as a result, just to be retaliated uh, against God, uh, all the darkness wants to do is destroy God's creation. That would be us. So if you if you breathe the air and, and you walk the earth, the odds are you are a possible target. People will enhance that possibility if they start exploring other areas where they actually call the demonic within their space. That, when that happens, then you might have a case of demonic infestation, where the demonic was invited into that space, and as a result, it makes itself at home. 
And then that could lead into demonic oppression, which is like a, uh, a seed, a dark seed that's planted in your mind where dark behavior will start manifesting. And you will think that it's your own behavior, not knowing that you've been influenced by a foreign dark entity, which is, of course, demonic. Mm. When that happens, you, you'll either turn into a serial killer, mm. and they all ha- look the same. Their eyes are always the same. They have that same stare, you know, the same hunched back, if you will. They they <laughs> all are basically the same. You can profile that, you know, and, and be 100% accurate. Yes. Okay, but then you have the other people on the other side that either commit suicide or wind up in some kind of institution for the mentally ill. Mm. And uh, so, so as a result, we're constantly being attacked. Um, there are also... Um, there are also curses that could be upon generational curses that could take place. Yes. Some of your ancestors may have been practicing or invited the demonic uh, into their lives and, and, and in essence, allowed the demonic to empower them to do certain things and have certain abilities. Can a Ouija and board? That could, be, that could be passed down from generation to generation to generation. How, how about a Ouija board? Can a Ouija board bring demons into your life? Definitely. Okay. Okay, this is my perspective on this, okay? Go ahead. A Ouija board is a plastic or cardboard piece of, of, of you know, paper. It, it, yes. it has no true meaning. Yes. The instrument is the intent of the person who puts their hands on the Ouija board with intention to invite something with uh, something from the other side to come into their space. Yes, yes. When that happens, the Ouija board becomes a tool. It becomes mm-hmm. almost a, a vortex, you know, where, where you could use to actually open up dark areas, uh, areas that are beyond uh, our reach in, in, through normal channels. Yes, yes. So the Ouija board itself is not a really evil device. But nope. however, we have the intent. So if, if a person intends, I mean, what's the first thing you do when you have a Ouija board? You put your hands on it and you say, is there anyone present? You're inviting the actual whatever dark entities are in the room to come in. And when you do that, wow, you're uh, you're opening up yourself to a lot of negative things. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, that's the uh, answer to uh, someone in the chat room asked that. Raven, did you just post a photo? It's it's a communication channel and it's serious. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's funny because we know the guy who runs the company that that makes Ouija boards and what he has told us a number of times is that um, when things go bad in the world, okay, like now, the, the sales of Ouija boards goes crazy. He said that the Ouija board was doing nothing until the Vietnam War started, and because you couldn't get a hold of you know your loved one instantaneously like you could do now, people were buying Ouija boards to talk to their, you know, the soldiers in Vietnam as if you said you know some kind of communication device. So anytime things get bad, the sale of Ouija boards goes up because I think people want to hear like good news from it. But it turns out a lot of times the news isn't so good from a Ouija board, right, Father? I'm asking you because I think you would know. Absolutely. Absolutely right. In fact, it even says, if you believe uh, the scriptures, it even says that the darkness can disguise itself as an angel of light. So it can become anything you want it to become. As long as you have a dialogue, as long as you have the intent to have that dialogue. And naively, of course, uh, people do that. They, They will open the doors to darkness without the full understanding that they could be actually inviting the dark entities, the negative influences could come into your life as a result of your actions. Wow, wow. Well, listen, as a result of our actions, we have to wrap the show up. This will take a while, so hang on, everyone. I want to thank everyone for joining us and uh, on our special Halloween special. 
It was uh, crazier than I thought, which is good. So why don't we say goodnight to – Informative. It was informative. I, listen, I didn't know that they, that these things happened in every religion. I, I thought the Catholic religion had like the corner on the market, but no. Very interesting. I got to go up to my church up the street, which is a part of the Church of England. Really? Yeah. Practice, uh... Sure. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anglican churches are yeah. basically uh, fall in that category. Catholic, yeah, yeah, right. Every every religion has it. Because, quick, quick question. Uh, go ahead. Uh, please. Uh, do, you, do you know of a uh, Dr. Donald Ullman? He was an Anglican priest and an exorcist. Very colorful guy. He exorcised the Loch Ness Monster and the Bermuda Triangle and also wow. what he called Black Spots. Mm. Wow. Hmm. No, I, very I, interesting character. Well, really. Yeah, it would be. Wow. Uh, so anyway, we're going to say goodnight to Joanna and Michelle. Joanna, thank you. Oh, they're <laughs> both okay. Thank you. Thanks for, for joining us. Yeah. Okay. I could smell the lentil soup from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm hungry. It's, and you would it's give my that wife's favorite soup, honest to God, really. You is. would give that movie. You dress it up a little bit. Lentils are great for you. You would give that movie a half a star out of five. Would you go that far? Nah. Maybe like a one or a two. One or two. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe a one. Not good. Maybe, Maybe a one. one. Well, that's bad. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Expectations, right? That's no. The expectations. No. Anytime. Just ruined it. Anytime you want to stop by the station with some uh, grub, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know where we are, right? Thank you for mm-hmm. joining us. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Uh, thank you to, to uh, the Black Eyed Kid for inviting us into his party. Oh, yeah. I was so glad to spend my Halloween with you guys. <laughs> I, I, is there sarcasm in that? Or? Oh, it was also nice to see Archbishop again um, over the years. He's ejected me from a few people, and well, um, I'll see you at the next party. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Archbishop, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Archbishop, you guys Ron, are so much and, fun. You guys are crazy, every one of you, and I, I right. just love being invited to your show. It's fantastic. You guys are just great. Thank you. Can you put a, Can you put in a good word with us, you know, with, you know? I already have. You really, yeah? Have. When does that take effect? Uh, like almost immediately. Let me ask you something. Okay, let me and now uh, 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 let me ask you something real quick. Is there any way that you could give us a tip on the Super Bowl score and the spread? <laughs> not unless I use a Ouija board. It does. Oh, okay. Well, how to bring it back around, Father? <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Father. Okay. The mysterious care, mysterious Ashley G. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for letting me come back. It's been a blast. I've learned so much. I've taken notes. Yeah, I have, to, I, I have too. I got to admit, I have too. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And try to talk your father into letting you drive his cool car. Just up and down the street, take a video of it, you know. It's a it's a heavy car too. Like I mean, I'm not going to It is. It's heavy. It, oh, really? Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is it black? Red. It's red, yeah. It's red. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. He's got a very distinctive license. Yeah, right. anytime I go by the, the galley, I say, wow, he's there. There it is. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a demon, is it? Uh, is it's named Christine. Uh-oh. Oh, that'd be excellent. Manifest. Yeah. I think if I if I move back to the U.S., yes. uh, that's what I want to get is a Hellcat. That's just what you need there, brother. 
900 horsepower is just what you need. Bring your checkbook. <laughs> yeah, bring your. Okay, so anyway, in the club, thank you for joining us, for uh, watching over us. Oh, you really got me in the mood. I, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I, I was just on my Ouija board. Really? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> wow. Ever see that movie, The Town, with uh, what's his name? What's his yep. name? Ben Affleck? That's the that's the mask, I think, that they wore, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, anyway, yeah. thanks for joining us, Club. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Uh, Raven, thank you. Raven, thanks for joining us. Raven. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Talking about one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, I'm going to have to go see it, I guess. You know, I don't know whether I can sit you through it. We'll see. I can't believe make you've sure never you seen take it. Your, you have to see it. Yeah, if you do, make sure you take your Depends. Depends, you I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say like the bath bag, but you know, when the movie first came out, there were people who were actually throwing up in the first screenings of it. And, and some other places, some, some cities tried to ban it from being shown, but they didn't. I'll tell you if, if, if that was true, that was a bolt of lightning as far as publicity is concerned. You know what I mean? Would I put it past the, uh, the studio to put people in the audience who would intentionally throw up or something like that? I wouldn't at all, but that was great, great publicity because people say, wow, this movie is so bad. People are throwing up. People are passing out. People are passing they out. They, um, they said about The Exorcist that um, someone fell out of their chair and got a concussion because they hit their floor their, their floor on the head. Yeah, they hit their head <laughs> on the floor. And then they're saying that about the new Saw movie, which I, I haven't seen it yet, but mm -hmm. um, they're apparently passing out like barf bags. See, that's, like, a, that's, a, that's a stunt. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that a publicity bad. stunt. <laughs> wow, cool. So uh, thank you, Raven. Thank you, Switchy. We appreciate it. Switch. My pleasure. And listen, all you have to do is nail your bed to the floor and you'll have a good night's sleep. <laughs> all right. And I think next week we should review The Exorcist Goes Hawaiian. There you go. <laughs> Was Elvis in that? Thank you, Switch. We appreciate I, it. CGI Elvis, I think. Uh, uh, did I thank you, Al? Uh, close enough. Better start the engines. We're on our way up. Uh, one, one, thank you as always. You're welcome. My pleasure. Okay. And uh, I want to let me just quickly do the plug. Uh, Home Strike Troops is an organization that raises money for our veterans who are hurt in combat after 9-11. What they do, that's the Iraqi war and the Afghanistan war. What they do is that these are folks who come home uh, with missing a limb or whatever, and Home Strike Troops builds them homes that are adapted to uh, their needs. So, in other words, not a lot of stairs, low counter space, wide doorways, things like that. And when they build them a home, uh, once it's done, they rip up the mortgage. They give them the key. It's theirs for life, and they can go out and rejoin society uh, without having to worry about that mortgage payment over their heads every month. Homes Right Troops, 90 cents of every dollar goes right to our veterans. So can you please Google them? Google them, see what they're about. They're a great organization. And I think that's it. Switchy, you want to plug your book there, Switch? Uh, it's called Mothman High Strangeness. Uh, it's uh, uh, the... Uh Mark Randall is the graphic artist. It's about the Mothman, the year of the Garuda, 66 to 67, and all this bizarre things that happened yeah, in nice. Point Pleasant in the Ohio Valley. And Mark and I wrote the uh, various uh, uh, sections that go with the illustrations. Yeah, they're very nice. You, you left that, uh, you know, a, a copy for me when we were up the uh, Exit UFO Festival. It was really kind of cool. The, you know, the drawings go perfectly with the uh, text. Hey, Father, one more time, plug your book, please. Yes, it can be found on Amazon. It's the uh, Diabolical Nightmares of Real Cases in Demonic Possession Told by the Exorcist. Nice. And every time I 
say that, I know I'm going to have a nightmare tonight because I'm going to start having these memories. Thank you very really? much. Really? Yeah. Pat, okay. Don't blame it. us. Okay. Okay. Thank we'll you, talk to you soon. It. Thank you, Father. We appreciate it. And uh, I think that's it, gang. So uh, this is Mac right. for the uh, entire gang. Saying until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Now, please stay tuned for a bonus segment of Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show.